the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I don't know about you, but as I consider such verses as, well, God remembers our frame. He remembers uh, we are but dust, and that's where we came from. He remembers our frailty. It brings me great comfort to know that he takes that into consideration as he pours out his grace on us. Welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We find ourselves once again here in Psalm 103, verses 10 through 17. It's here that we see the paradoxical marvel of grace and mercy. Our weak constitution that is actually considered by God and the forgiveness, which is the functional framework for the vital fellowship we have with Him. Please join us, won't you? With more, here's Pastor Jessica Stan on today's broadcast of Way of Grace. God the Father provides for you largely a life of spiritual things that are really designed to impact you emotionally. Not define you emotionally, impact you emotionally. And then also drive and dictate how you live your life. But because of who we are, God knows he has to deal with us in terms of spiritual things impacting our emotional, volitional uh, component and then driving our actions as a consequence. He knows he has to work with us in the context of forgiveness of sins. Do you know why? The next verse. Notice what the next verse says. This father who pities his children as a father who also has compassion on his children, he knows our what? Oh, hold on to that word. Now, God pities us because he knows our frame. Now, follow this now. The word pity there is not the word pathetic. Neither is the word some kind of overwhelming emotional pathos that does not have a framework of ultimate moral and spiritual good behind it. In other words, sometimes you and I become emotionally attached to our children and as a consequence, we want to give them everything they want to make them feel good. To let them know we are connected with them. But I taught the ladies last night that a good father can be truly connected to you and you not be connected to him. A good father can be more connected to you than you are to him or you are to yourself. Can I unpack that a little bit? A good father can be more aware of who you really are and what your real needs are and what your long-term goals should be and then resource you in those areas versus simply giving you what you want. A good father knows who you are, why you are designed, what your destiny is, and in his being connected to you at deeper levels than you are to yourself. He will resource you only with those things to help you get to where he wants you to be. A good father will give you good things 
not evil things. A good father will not give you fish when he knows that fish is going to turn into a serpent and bite you because you're not ready for it. A good father is not going to give you bread when he knows that you're going to turn that bread around and sell it for your own carnal benefits and it turns to stones on you. A good father is going to give you good things at the right time to help you understand what your true calling is. So here's a point I want to drive home for you. God will be connected to you at the deepest and most profound level. So connected to you that he's providing for you even before you know it. He's storing up for you even before you are aware of it. He's protecting you even though you are ignorant of it. He's guiding you and hedging you in and sending you down a course in order to prosper you although you are totally unaware of it. And in the meantime, you are fussing and cussing about life not going your way. When God in his sovereign mercy, God in his sovereign mercy is working all things together for your good. The good, the bad, the evil, God's pouring it all into the pot in order to make you to be what God wants you to be. And in the end, you're going to turn around and say, you know what? My God meant it for good. He loved me more than I ever loved myself. He knew me way better than I knew myself. He was way more connected to me than I ever been connected to him. Am I making some sense? And we can deliver ourselves and divest ourselves from this paganism that has dominated Christianity that makes God a fickle man that is simply giving you the whim and capri of your own aspirations and desires. God's only going to give you what is necessary to get you to glory. Ooh, that's good. If he lets you have what you want, it means for him to show you how stupid you are without talking to him. Am I making some sense? This is how God works. So I want you guys to get this. A father can be more connected to his children than his children are to the parents. But dads, here's what I want you to get. Connection means that you have a healthy passion. The word there, pity, is the Greek term compassion. Compassion. It is our hesed term. And that means covenant loyalty. In other words, God is never merely moved by his emotions. He is always moved by his larger objective and goals, but his emotions are there. God is not anti-passionate. God is so passionate, so passionate that he weeps when his children suffer and he rejoices when his children prosper and he dances when they triumph with him in Christ. That is emotion, brothers and sisters. God delights in it, and he delights in our prosperity, and he truly does know when we are in pain. This is the picture of the prodigal son. Didn't daddy care for him? And he waited for him to come home. And when he saw him a long way off, that's the only time in the Bible daddy ran. See, but all along, guess what the prodigal son was doing when he wanted his money and just wanted to go and and squander it, living riotously. He was saying, daddy's not connected to me. Daughter's saying, daddy's not connected to me. When God had given daddy the wisdom to provide everything that they had. Is that our God? Are we like the prodigal son? Do we show ourselves negligent and unthankful to daddy? Are we ignorant of God? Very frequently. Now notice this. God knows our frame. I want to just unpack that just a moment. It really means he knows 
your form. It's a Hebrew term that is used in Genesis 2 when it says, and God created us out of the dust of the ground. You know you and I are nothing but dirt bags. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> Stay with me now. <laughs> he knows our physical frame. Stay with me. He's the potter and we're the clay. And he's so intimately involved with us that it was his hands that shaped us. Did you notice that in the Genesis narrative, God spoke everything into existence, including the animals? But when it came to you and me, he put his own hands to it. Shaped it on the will of his providence and power and purpose and created it as a type of his son, Jesus Christ, and said, ultimately, they're going to look like him. Does God know? So God gathered up a bunch of dust and a bunch of dirt. It was clean and unsinful at that time. Still a dirt bag. That's all he is, a dirt bag. When he made you, he made you in order for you and I to depend on him. Our physical frame. Do you know how weak you are? How frail you are? How light you are? How temporary you are? How fickle you are? How easy you can be blown in the wind? Pull up the opening to the PowerPoint, that first page. I want you to see this. Um, our, um, our author of the PowerPoint did something beautiful. I didn't even tell her to do it. She just, you know, once you work together, that kind of uh, syncopation goes on. See that flower? Do you see it? That's you. Do you see it? That's you. Okay, okay, okay. It's beautiful. And God made us beautiful. But are you ready? Just a little wind will completely tear up your form. Just a little rain will wither it away. Just a little heat will completely destroy that tender flower. That's how much God knows you. You got it? That's how much God knows you. And because he knows you like that, he shows you who he is. I love the way one old theologian put it, and I'm just going to share it with you to enter into your thoughts before we move on. He put it like this, and I agree with him fully. He was a 15th century uh, preacher, Baptist preacher, named John Gill. Here's what he said. The outward frame of their bodies, that is, the people whom God knows, God knows are brittle. He knows that they are nothing but earthen vessels. He knows that he's the potter and they're the what? And he knows what they are able to bear. Does God know? God knows what you and I are able to bear because he made us. He shaped us on the wheel. He knows everything about us. He knows that if he lays his hand too heavy or if he strikes too hard, or if he repeats his strokes too often, they will fall to pieces. Got it? He knows if he strikes you one time too much, you collapse. He knows if he presses down too heavy, you fall apart. He knows your frailty. God knows your frailty. That's why a lot of us are here today. Are we here today? Has God kept us? Has God kept us? Has God kept us? Through many trials, through many sorrows, through many toils, I've come thus far. 
And I, you know, and I used to think, it's too heavy, Lord. It's too heavy. It's too heavy, Lord. I'm going to break. I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to collapse. Lord, don't you see I'm going to collapse? He knew I wasn't going to collapse, but that's the way I was talking because that's the way I felt. And he kept pressing down. And all he was doing to me was extracting a confession of sin. Because our hearts are so hard, we won't say uncle until <laughs> he just about kills us. Am I making some sense? Daddy knows. He knows our frame. But not only that, the word actually is understood more of the totality of our human makeup, even our imagination. For the word is used in Genesis 6 when God says, And the Lord saw that the imagination of the heart of man was only evil continually. Stay with me. God knows the frailty of your thinking. He knows the weakness of your mind. He knows your vacillating thoughts. He knows your sinful impulses. He knows your inclination to evil. He knows your propensity to sin. He knows your want of lust. God knows it all. He knows it all. And he still loves you. He knows it all. That's why David was rejoicing in Psalm 139. He says, Lord, you know my thoughts are far off. You know them way before they show up in my mind, before I actually build a scheme, an idol, and begin to make war against you in fulfillment of my own life. You saw that coming, Lord. He sure did. Because he knows. And because he knows, he what? He shows. He shows. God will show up to let you know he knows. God will catch you before you do it and say, hey, remember what he said to Cain? Cain, 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 Cain. Brother, you ain't looking good. Right? And Cain didn't even have a mirror at that time to be able to look at his face and realize his face was showing all his cards. Cain was like your typical person today who spurned God's goodness and denied God's glory and rejected God's gospel and blood atonement and substitution in regard to his own words. And God says, Cain, you're about to sin. Now, does God know our frame? And frequently God will talk to us before we get in trouble. Come on now, am I telling the truth? He will talk to us before we get in trouble. How many of y'all know that God speaks in a still small voice and he walks with you and affirms with you when you're about to mess up? Tell the truth now, tell the truth. Watch this. So when you mess up, when you mess up, God will come along and say, okay, you ready to get it right now? You ready to believe me? You ready to believe that I was with you while you were scheming? I was with you while you were planning. I was with you while you were ready to walk in that darkness. I told you that door was a dark door. I told you there would be consequences. Watch this, but I'm still here with you. I'm still here with you. I'm still here with you. I'm ready to walk you out of that darkness now. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Now, I'm sharing with you fathers, this is what it means to be a good father. Your job is to see the big picture and help your children reach the highest goal, not those little bitty peon goals that come and go. God knows our frailty. He knows our weakness. He knows our temporary nature. And God deals with us in terms of that in relationship to what I've been talking about now for several weeks, even now several months, and that God has built into his plan of salvation for us a framework of forgiveness because he wants to preserve the relationship. Is that true? God has built within the 
plan of redemption and salvation for us, a framework of forgiveness because he wants us to have a vital walk with him. Not just a walk with him, a vital walk with him. Now, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it liberating to know that God knows you in the way that I've been talking about it? Isn't it liberating to know that God has provided a forgiveness plan that lets you quickly get up out of your mess and keep it moving? Isn't it liberating? And liberation is designed for you to grow. All right, let's work it through. Point number three, because I've actually just developed point number two. I'm going to call these out and work these through. Point number three, what is the purpose for which God in his paradoxical mercy and grace over against the weakness of our frame and condition? What is the purpose of God showing us that in order to help us secure and define our relationship with God? Secure and define the relationship. Don't play with relationship. Don't play with relationship. Secure it and define it. You and I need to know what it means to have eternal life. We need to know the cost of it, the price of it, the reward of it. We need to know the process of it. We need to know its impact, and we need to know its outcome. We need to know that when the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, is that God is rescuing us. We are saved, we are being saved, and we what? Shall be saved. That's a process. Is that not right? And the substratum of that process is the forgiveness of sins. Blood has to follow us all the way to glory. Blood has to bring us into the kingdom, and it has to bring us into glory. Blood has to buy us out of darkness and bring us into light. Blood has to wash us during the journey because we mess up all the time. And God has determined to use the blood in order to keep us in relationship with him. What an awful price that God pays to keep us united to him. Can I keep talking? Here we go. Here we go then. Our first proposition under our third point is God reveals himself to us in the mercy and infinitude of his grace and goodness in order to define and secure our relationship with him. Four subpoints. When you and I know God in the forgiveness of sins, by the grace of God and the clarity of the gospel, you and I are clear on God's person. You need to know who God is. This is what Moses struggled with. I will use it again briefly. When he destroyed all those Hebrew people in Exodus 32, Moses was struggling with the character of God. And God revealed to him that he is both just and what? Merciful. Now they could keep it moving. Why? Because you and I know God. We know his character, don't we? We know that God is long-suffering, right? But we also know that God will discipline. Don't we know that? Right. So when you and I are clear on the person of God, this is called clarity of his person, his character, here's what you and I have. We have a real sure understanding that God is not going to change his ways and that his ways are actually right. And it's designed to bring us comfort. Let me show you a Bible verse that you probably have heard before, but not in this context. God says in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10 and 12, Pull that verse up. It's language around the new covenant. And I want you to hear this language. This is an amazing piece of data. Remember, God knows and therefore he what? Shows. Because he knows us, he shows us, right? Now watch this. When God shows us himself, now we know God. And the knowledge of God is eternal life. 
And our knowledge of God becomes a comfort to us because we, what we know about God, we know of his person and his work. Listen to this comforting language. Here it is. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. Here it is. Here's what we know about God, about what he does with his people. Are you ready? I will put my laws into their heart. Do you see it? I will write them in uh, laws into their mind. I will write them in their hearts. Here it is. And I will be to them what? I will be to them a God. Watch this. I will reveal myself to them. I will show myself to them. I will manifest myself to them. In other words, he's not just a God to you propositionally. He's a God by revelation. God is not a God to everyone. God help my people to get it today. See, and God has said this all through the Bible. I will be a God to him. You know what that means? He will be all that God is to him. A sovereign, a ruler, a deity with infinite power, will, purpose, and plans. And he will show up as God to deliver, to guide, to conform to Christ, and to secure him to glory. He will be God to you. See, our God is not a God to everybody, but he's a God to me. My God showed up when I was 17 years old. He showed up when I was 18 years old. He blasted all my gourds. He laid me low. He brought me to my knees. He showed me his glory in Christ. He shut me up to Jesus. And his power liberated me from sin and death. He showed up. And then he changed things providentially to move me out of the sin that had brought me into bondage. And then he put me on the right course. He showed up as God in my life. Has he shown up as God in your life? Am I making some sense? He says, I will be a God to them. See, when God says he's going to be a God to you, he's going to show up as a sovereign Lord to handle everything that's going on in your life. Otherwise, you don't know him. I wouldn't want a God that doesn't show up. Would you? Don't tell me you're God and you can't be God. Now, I know a little bit of what God is like because I imagine being God every day. Can I keep preaching? You do too. I was just thinking about that this morning as I was walking up the stairs, get my outline out. I said, yeah, you know, one day I'd like to just be God. I'd like to just be God. I'd change a lot of things in the world in a nanosecond. I'd reverse time. I'd fix people. I'd eliminate people. I'd love to just be God for one day. Now, stay with me for a moment. You're saying that pastor is going off the deep end. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. In micro moments in your life, you are always playing God. In micro moments in your life, you are always playing God. And here's one area where you know you want to be God every time. You get mad when things don't go your way. How many of y'all got that revelation? Right, so I'm teaching today. Am I teaching today? See, we all want to be like God. Just go abracadabra. Go my way. Like you're going to be happy. Now watch this now. Are you ready? If you could be like God, everything would be just as it is. If you could be like God, there wouldn't be anything different than what's going on now. If you could be like God, because God is in control of everything that's going on right now. You know how we like to talk about, boy, if I could go back, I would change this, I'd change that, I'd change all this. You'd mess it all up. Do you understand that? You might have a good life down here, and you'll miss heaven by a million miles. 
Well, time permits us to go no further. You have been listening to Way of Grace, the daily radio ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Jessica Stand. It is our prayer as we come to you daily on this broadcast that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in your love and adoration of Jesus Christ. That's the goal and the intent here at Way of Grace, that we might understand the amazing love of God in Christ. If you would like to obtain a copy of today's program, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. CDs are $5. Simply call or write to us and we'll send one to you. Or if you're internet savvy, simply stop by our website and you can download the audio file in MP3 version and that one's free. Grace-Bible.com is our website. That's Grace-Bible.com. And again, if you're willing to write to us or contact us by phone, if you would like the CD, simply do so at 510-886-9782. Again, that phone number is 510-886-9782. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street. That's here in Hayward. The zip code, 94541. And again, remember, the CD is $5, or simply stop by grace-bible.com and download the MP3 version for free. We would also invite you to join us for worship here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Sunday schools at 10 a.m. And don't forget, from a variety of churches and from all over the Bay Area, we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word Friday evenings here at Grace Bible Church at 8 p.m. For the directions and the details, simply go to our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com, or call 510-886-9782. Also, as the Lord leads, we're able to come to you here on KFAX, in part through your financial and prayerful involvement with this ministry. Now, while it's free for you to listen to, it does incur a cost on our end, and we look to the Lord for his gracious provision. And if you'd like to participate in that, then please do get a hold of us. Any donation, no matter how big or small, is greatly appreciated here at Way of Grace. 510-886-9782 is our phone number. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.